The year was 2014. Two men meet in college, one gay, one straight, and a friendship develops. The gay one catches feelings, while the straight one gets a girlfriend, and a friendship crumbles. They haven't spoken in five years. Listen as they rekindle their friendship over Zoom while discussing pop culture and their lives. This week, it's our spooky Halloween episode. Ooh. Ooh. The theme of the episode, though, is monsters. We're going to count down our top five favorite monsters from media, you know, movie monsters, all that. And then I have a segment about the most famous Halloween song of all time, Monster Mash. And I'm going to have a little quiz for Ryan about Halloween songs. But first, I guess we can catch up on our week. No, Ryan said he doesn't have anything to talk about. Yeah, I have nothing. I've watched half of the latest WWE pay-per-view. I already know like what happens from a bunch of the matches, just from being on my Twitter feed. But I thought I would give it a try, so we've talked about wrestling pretty recently, and then I've watched some documentary stuff. The wrestlers that I watched, I enjoyed, but some of the new wrestlers, I don't know if it's just... I don't have that connection, so I don't think they're good or they just weren't performing great. But the one match I really didn't like was wrestlers that I did watch. It was Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. And they both just need to call it quits, in my opinion. It was very cheesy. The moves weren't great. Goldberg is cheesy, though. But it wasn't. The ending was so scripted and dumb. It wasn't a good finish it was him spearing bobby lashley through like the ramp onto tables and it just the conclusion was weak it was goldberg was it was bobby lashley threatened his son or attacked his son recently on raw whatever show they're on so this is the goldberg they've never seen before where he just doesn't win the match he has to uh, destroy Bobby Lashley. So it was like a no holds barred match, which is weird. Cause they already had edge open the night and that match was hell in the cell. So you already had weapons and all that kind of stuff. And then to do this like two, three matches later, I don't know. It was weak when you have hell in the cell two, three matches earlier. And I thought edge put on a good show. Where Goldberg just looked washed. Yeah, I didn't know he was still wrestling. I think he just, he might have just came back. I know he wrestled like in the early 2010s again. He was like 2003 when I was watching and he was there for like a hot second and had his little run. But I, I was never a Goldberg because I didn't watch WCW. Did you watch WCW? I know we've talked about wrestling, but did you watch? Yeah, I watched both of them, yeah. The two big ones? Yeah, because I didn't watch it. Like, I had the Hollywood Hulk Hogan stuff. But Edge wrestled Seth Rollins, when I know it was supposed to be one of the better young guys, or new guys. I don't know if he's young, but new guys. He's and not young. They put on a good show. I mean, he's probably late 30s. It's not young. 
but he's a more he was <laughs> not when I was watching it. Yeah, I know he's new within the last decade, but yeah. And then the because they were in Saudi Arabia and they had a couple Middle Eastern wrestlers and they were really good. I don't know their names off of top of my head, but they were really acrobatic and doing a bunch of cool moves. But yeah, it's cheesy. <laughs> Haley was laughing; she was kind of half watching with me. It's just. It's just dumb stuff to put on in the background. But other than that, I really haven't done anything. I've played a little bit of video games, the latest Far Cry game. And yeah, nothing really else. A couple TV shows, YouTube stuff, but nothing really worth a mention. How about you? I've just been continuing to watch scary movies. I think I talked about it last week, but I've watched Scream. And Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and the new Chucky movie. But yeah, I'm now not really watching anything. I'll touch on music real quick. You know that Bo Burnham documentary that you talked about and all that. Yeah. Do you remember the, the song from it? Which one? It's called Funny Feeling. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think I know well, the song. It's really good. I hadn't heard of it, but I've heard it not knowing it was a Bo Burnham song because this singer named Phoebe Bridgers, who's gotten a lot of buzz lately, last couple of years, I've gotten into her a lot in the last week. She has a really interesting voice, but I was just shuffling through her music on Spotify and she covered that song. So at first I thought it was just her song, but then I Googled it and saw it was a Bo Burnham song that she covered and then she just sold out four shows in los angeles at the greek theater and bo burnham was there i guess for one of them and there's video of him watching her sing that song it just you know solidifies how underrated bo burnham is as a comedic genius he's just a comedic genius i don't know what else to say about it the song is so interesting and funny and good but yeah so that's a two for bo burnham and phoebe Bridgers. Anywho, I smoked weed for the first time. Now, <clears throat> I've done, I, I do edibles a lot, actually. So getting high isn't like unique to me, but I've always stayed away from smoking anything just because I have asthma and I'm like a weak little bitch. But I've been hooking up with this guy lately. Like he's a super pothead, basically. He's like a functioning pothead, you know. But so what guy's this? He's 34, works in tech. I didn't need his uh, backstory. <laughs> have you talked about this guy before? No. Yeah, I think so. He's the guy I have three ways with Okay. lately. But he's just fun to be around and like chill and all that. And so I've been asking him like, you know, like I wanted to smoke weed with him for my first time just because he is experienced in it. I know that's like a normal thing that people say that you don't get high really your first time smoking it, but I really didn't get that high like i got a little bit and i smoked a lot like <laughs> he was already high when i got there so he was smoking with me and he got so high to the point where he almost like like he couldn't have a conversation i was there a long long time though but i was perfectly normal when i left so but it was interesting i love the smell of it like just the smell of people smoking marijuana is so nice. i don't like the smell that's my biggest turn off i love it, it. Oh, I hate it. It doesn't matter how it's mm. smoked. I'd hate the smell. I love cigarette smoke. Hate pot smoke. 
I'm the total opposite. I hate cigarette smoke. Ugh. I want somebody to chain Ugh. smoke right in my face, Ugh. but not actually, but just that smell. Ugh. That's so nasty, Ryan. Cigarette smoke is disgusting. But you like the smell of a skunk's ass? It doesn't smell like skunk to me. Whatever. A weird and Maybe I do like skunk smell. smell. But yes, that was fun. You probably didn't have that bad of an effect because you do edibles, though. Because an edible is way is that worse in my experience. An edible for me is way worse. It's stronger. A lot stronger. I mean, maybe that's why. Because I'm pretty used. I do 10 milligrams usually. And some people, 10 milligrams will like knock them out. Yeah, if you're doing that pretty frequently, I'm assuming your body's built up some resistance to it. That's probably what it is. That's a bummer, though. But honestly, not beyond getting high, it was just fun smoking something because I never smoked anything before. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I So what did you smoke? Like, was it a joint? Was it a pen? Oh. Was it a bowl? He only had one paper left, so we did a joint. I've done a, I've done like a vape pen of weed before, but that's different. Technically, you've smoked then. Yeah, but I've never smoked a joint. It's different. I've never um, smoked a joint. <laughs> Just a pen. Ryan, you haven't lived. No, it's whatever. A joint, and then he had one of those bong. It's a bong, right? What are those little ones called? Glass, tiny glass things. With, you pack it in and... I don't know, pipe, bowl. I have no idea, Dallas. I don't pipe. know. Pipe. It's like a little... It was a little glass pipe. And we did that. So have you done a vape pen a bunch yeah. or just like once? No, just a couple times. My mom had a pen for a bit and I would use it sometimes. But I didn't really get high from that either. Because it just depends on like the THC levels and what strand and all that kind of stuff. Like the one I have, it's THC and CBD in it. So it's supposed to not get you that Ooh. hallucinogenic feeling. It's just supposed to get you relax. like a no, yeah, no anxiety type thing. But even that, I haven't That's what used I need. that in like a month. I only used it for like a couple weeks when I got it. I just never crave yeah. to smoke or do edibles or drink or anything like that. So it's pretty infrequent of anything. Like I bought red's apple ale stuff and i was like oh it's festive for fall and i drank a half of one and this is like a month ago just don't get the craving yeah i like going out and drinking more than drinking i think if i went out and did stuff but just being at home by myself and Haley doesn't really like to do anything like that so it'd be me just getting drunk by myself and that's sad and miserable i also don't want to be the drunk or high parent so i have to wait for margo to be asleep that's embarrassing i don't want my daughter to look at me like that because sometimes be like, Ugh. oh, Dallas is doing a stretch playing with his hair. We haven't discussed yet that I'm have a costume on and Ryan's a little party pooper and didn't have a costume. You don't have anything. I might have something, but so you're going to explain what you are. I have a little headband. That's a lion. It has like ears and a mane all the way around it. And I have little gloves with fur on it and a gold little pop print. This is going to be my actual costume this weekend, but I'm going to do full makeup, like client makeup. Well, Amanda's going to do it, but you know. I thought you were being Woody. No, because I'd have to get a whole fucking new wardrobe for to do it right. I don't want to get the fucking stupid adult Woody costume. It looks dumb. 
And then I'd want to get like the actual legit Woody hat and it would just been too expensive. I could still be like a hot cowboy, like a gay cowboy. I might do that if I go out twice. Like the village people cowboy. Yeah. My shirt open. Which one was the straight one? I always forget which village person was the straight one. It wasn't the cowboy, right? It was it was the Nothing. firefighter policeman. It was the black guy. The cowboy. I, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. The cowboy is like Latino. I'm going to eventually have my costume, which is just a hat. Because I'm just wearing a hat. Margo's going to be one that dresses up. Poor Margo. Doesn't, her dad won't even dress up for Halloween with her. When she's older, I will. But why would I do it right now? Because she would enjoy it. She would smile. Or be terrified, depending on... Spoiler for one of my monsters to come. Is that who I think it is? No. Who is that? It's Sully. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I have to change one of my... <laughs> LOL. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? I don't know. I have no idea. One last thing, though. I was at the library over the weekend, and there was this kind of... He was an older guy, long gray hair, and he was in the corner, and he started talking super loud on the phone. And you could hear the, it was like on speaker. <laughs> so you could hear the other end. It was some insurance company or something. And it was clearly a computer, like it, uh, like recorded. Yeah. It was like a recorded voice. And he was talking to it as if it was an actual person. I'm not sure if that was just like what he's used to or if he didn't realize it was a computer. And I was trying so hard not to laugh. And that gave me joy. Similar thing for me, and this is my personal thing, is we had our big event stuff a week or so ago. And like the day of or day before, I was doing something, but I was talking to myself through it. And that's just how I am. I talk to myself through it. And then my one boss comes in and goes, are you all right? Are you stressed out? You're talking to yourself. And I was just like, oh my God. I was just like, that's just how I like do like my list. I'll be like, I have to do this, 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 this. This is how we like just memorize it in my brain so I don't forget stuff. And she thought I was having like a mental breakdown at work because I was talking to myself. I was like, oh. When I'm on the phone, I just, I pace the entire time all around the house. I don't even realize I'm doing it. That. Yeah, <laughs> you probably have. It freaks old people out. They are so, just in general, I'm a pacer and they hate it. It makes them so nervous for some reason. Yours is a fast pace too. Oh, I know. <laughs> and i'm like my dad if something exciting happens i'm like like doing this with my hands like rubbing my hands together we have these weird ticks and like if i have a good conversation with someone i'm like after the conversation's over i repeat everything in my head that i said i'm a freak i'm a real freak but yeah okay we don't get it kinky when you're saying i'm a little freak it's a little that's a little much Dallas. what i meant <laughs> you kind of said it like that I think that's good. I think we can transition into our main yeah. segment. Okay, let's transition. <laughs> Which is going to be <laughs> our top five monsters in honor of this being the Halloween episode. And we will get to that after this short break. Landing pages are the perfect lead generation and conversion tool to turn your prospects into sales. If you're still in doubt, know that every marketing action can be combined with an effective landing page, from an email marketing campaign to an interactive campaign designed to generate leads. Yesterday, I was checking out Musen's landing page editor, and I found out that it's just as easy as its email editor. 
The drag and drop logic allows you to use any element you like, including one of the best features conversion-wise, countdown timers to create urgency. Again, if designing is not your thing, the ready-made landing page templates can come to your rescue, saving you time and energy. Optimized are all devices with extra fast loading times that can help you with anything from ranking to generating leads and conversions. Musen's landing pages are a must-try for everyone. Oh, and one last thing. Musen's landing pages come with success boosters because the devil is in the details. You don't have to worry about changing your brand's trademarked font or whether your landing page is GDPR compliant. This platform's got you covered right off the bat. Check it out at musen.grsm.io slash top5. Welcome back. Now we're going to get into our main segment, which is top five monsters. So do you want me to go but first yes. since I already spoiled mine? Sure. Okay. So as I already said, I have, it's going to be both, both the main characters from Monsters, Inc. in university. And I haven't watched the TV show, but Monsters at Work, I watched one episode recently. But Mike and Sully. Yeah. So the big blue guy, the little green one with the one eye. I think it came out in like what, early 2000s, 2001, 2002. One, yeah. And to me, it's one of Pixar's great movies on their run of just, do you not think so? No, I just don't think it gets the credit it deserves. I don't think it's considered one of the greatest, but it, it should be. I think the first one is considered, I, I've only seen University once and it was fine. Yeah, but I th- I don't think it's talked about as in the same. Not as like Toy Story, like but Toy I feel Story like it's and Wally and Ratatouille and Incredibles. I don't know if it's that considered. But I feel like it's in the same bone as like Finding Nemo, which is the same time period. They both I think Finding sequels. Nemo is way more critically acclaimed, though. You think so? I feel like the At first the monster time. got good reviews. I don't know off the top of my head what it got, but I feel like it had to be pretty well reviewed. I don't know. I love it, though. It's one of my favorite comedy, and I love that it's just Sully, who's John Goodman, is just super deadpan, dry. And then Billy Crystal, who's Mike, is just Billy Crystal, but he's basically a stand-up comic trying to do jokes every five seconds. And they're not your typical monsters. There's not really any. Like they're trying to scare the kids. I guess like maybe that opening scene when they're doing like the test is a little scary. But the rest of the movie is not. They're just lovable monsters. I forget what is it. Randall is the bad guy. Yeah. the Even he's not. Yeah. None of them are too scary. There's just a cheesy and being. I was a 10. So just lovable, dumb monsters. And I just love comedy. And Boo's heartwarming. Yeah. But I, it was just a sad, touching movie. And I love it. I'll always have a place in my heart for it. So I'm going through. Margo did not care for the show at all. There was no attention. We were like, Haley and I were watching with her. And she was doing something else. And Haley and I were just sitting watching the first episode. The only ones paying attention. Margo could care less. But she's going to be Boo for it's my Halloween. Nep- oh, cute. 
It's my nephew's favorite show right now. He loves it. It was pretty good for the first yeah. episode. I don't have a full opinion yet. But it's more of a diverse cast. They're not just the only monsters. So, but Yeah, I wanted to include them so it was not just scary monsters. It was just the fun, lovable monsters. Well, it's a perfect premise. It's a brilliant premise. Like taking the scary monsters under your bed and it's like that's just their job. They're actually like yeah. they're like humans themselves. They have different personalities and they're like What do you think of the well meaning laugh floor at Disney World? Monsters. I haven't done it. Are you afraid to get I don't like on? I don't like um Yeah, I don't like interactive shit like that. My brother got called out and it was funny. But yeah, it's one of those things where I worry. It's like, please don't call me. Please don't call me. But it's hilarious when everyone else is getting ripped on. Yeah. Not know, too spirited. That gives me way more. That gives me way more anxiety, though. Than you should do ride. it though, because I'm assuming they'll end up closing it soon. Yeah, I might be going in January. So. <clears throat> My first one is Count Orlock. <laughs> Do you know who Count Orlock is? Okay, this name sounds familiar. You'll know it when you see it. It's a uh it's a version of a vampire. But it's not Dracula. It's the Nosferatu vampire it's like he's bald and has a creepy nose and bug eyes and like he's super tall and has long creepy arms okay yeah 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 i recognize the face i've never seen whatever movie this is on i have not seen it but i've seen the face it's an old silent German film called Nosferatu. Um, and Max Schreck plays Count Orlock. It's from 1922. Yeah, it was just an interpretation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. But yes, um, the movie is really weird because it's, you know, a silent movie. But I just love the look of him. He has those long, gangly fingers, those terrifying eyes that don't... He doesn't have eyelids, so his eyes are never closed. Pointy ears. He's terrifying. But, uh, oh, he's horrifying. But the reason why he's on the list is because the movie um, What We Do in the Shadows, when their roommate, Peter, that lives in the basement, basically is a Nosferatu, Count Orlock style vampire that's some of the funniest scenes in the movie when taika waititi's character goes downstairs to feed him a bunch of chickens and he opens his little casket <laughs> and count orlock's eyes like open like that and <laughs> the other vampire is like terrified of him but the one from the movie the original movie like the 20s movie is terrifying I just think it's a great movie monster. And he doesn't give as, as much credit as like, Dracula.
Dracula. Because I have another person coming up on my list who's like an interpretation of a famous movie monster. And the similar vibes. But that's all I have to say. Okay. So my next one is also horror comedy, but it is a horror comedy musical. And it is Audrey <laughs> 2 from Little yeah. Shop of Horrors, The Venus Flytrap. I don't like yeah. musicals. She was on my short all. list. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like musicals. And I didn't watch this movie until I was in college. My family, I don't know why, didn't show it to me because it stars Rick Moranis, Steve Martin's in it. So I don't know why. <laughs> I'm assuming just because they don't really like musicals. But it's just so 80s, so cheesy, where Rick Moranis has to go feed it his blood and just crying for Seymour mm-hmm. to feed me, feed me. And it's just a weird, weird villain. So I, there's not much else to say about it. It doesn't do much in the movie. It just wants to get fed. So it starts off blood, and then it wants like full on humans. So Steve Martin dies, and I'm pretty sure he chops up Steve Martin and then feeds Steve Martin to it. It might eat one other person yeah. in the movie. And then it like gets giant, and then they have to electrocute it. It's just a ridiculous. The it's special effects, not CG. So if you're into like that type of '80s, '70s, '80s type movie where it's practical effects it looks ridiculous it's i think it's a good musical the songs are catchy nice and poppy and i don't mind musicals when it's over the top and it's not taking itself too seriously my issues we've talked about before is when it's supposed to be serious and then just break out into song for no reason at all this is so over the top i could care less if they're singing it adds to it oh yeah it's a doo-wop musical. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie, though. I watched it with you. Is that the first time the you watched it? The music is so it? good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, that was the first time I watched it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I only had watched it a couple years prior, but, I think, and I just loved it. The open, I listened to the opening number a lot. The um, Skid Row song. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. But uh, yeah, yeah. Audrey was on my short list, but didn't make my top five. So, <laughs> okay. My number four. I just did an audible when you brought up Sully because it, where rem- you put that hat on, it reminded me of another blue monster, uh, Cookie Monster. <laughs> um, I didn't really watch Sesame Street going up, but you know. Even if you don't watch Sesame Street, it's so in the culture that, you know, everyone knows all the characters from it. And Cookie Monsters, as far as I can tell, has become one of the main characters. Recently, I'm, like, I don't think he was like a side player, I think, when I was a kid, right? As far as I know. I don't know. But yeah. Um, it's Sesame Street. It's for kids. It's a joke. You know, the joke being he's a big furry blue thing, so he's a monster. 
Um, but he's only a monster towards cookies, right? Cookies need to fear him because he just scarfs them down, eats cookies all the time. The reason why Cookie Monster is on my list is because I just think it's hilarious how they've had to like backtrack on with the whole, you know, health food craze and like yeah, it's a sometimes snack. Trying to get a yeah, it's trying to get away from obesity and youth, you know. Which is so dumb. Just because you see a monster on TV eating cookies doesn't mean you're going to want to eat cookies. But yeah, he has to eat other things now. He has to be like, I love vegetables too. It's like, okay, whatever. But I love how Cookie Monster became like this social <laughs> talking point. I mean, Ronald McDonald's Because it's too. just a goofy. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I know. Good riddance. He's terrifying. He scared me as a child. Hmm. Truly, he was scarier than fucking Pennywise to me. Uh, but yeah, because Cookie Monster is just a goofy fucking character who <laughs> like eats cookies. Like people take it way too seriously. It's very funny. Uh, and anytime Family Guy made fun of Cookie Monster, it was really funny. So that's another reason I like Cookie Monster. Because there was a scene where Brian goes into a bathroom and he opens a stall, and Cookie Monster is in there with a spoon and like raw cookie dough and he's trying to <laughs> he has a lighter and he's lighting underneath the spoon to try to cook the cookie dough but obviously it's a play on meth or whatever i think it's meth i don't really know when you heat the spoon but it's because he's like addicted to cookies it's so funny it's very funny and he, I, I just love characters like that like puppets who are erratic about something like that's why i love the swedish chef you know um and the muppets and Honeydew, Bunsen and Honeydew. Any character like that who just like spazzes out. I love. It's so funny. It's like basic comedy. And I love it. And that's it. Cookie Monster has one of my favorite Sesame Street songs. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I'll have to give it a listen. You've n- you had to have heard. There's some... It is one of like the classic I'm sure. Sesame Street what is your number three? Well, technically none of these are in order for me, so we're just going to just... No, it's, it's your third one. What's your third one? I'm going to go with the creatures or aliens from A Quiet Place. I have not seen the second Quiet Place. It came out this year. But for me, it's just... I like how they set it up as they have excellent hearing, but have no eyesight, which will be another theme of one of my last two creatures. But it's absolutely terrifying that you can't make any noise at all, but that you can escape if you're quiet. Have you seen A Quiet Place? No. No? I I know what it is. It can be monsters, but yeah, so you just can't make any noise. And there's some dumb parts of the movie. Like they have a child that's like a baby. And it's like, why? Like if you're living in this post-apocalyptic type environment with creatures that can hear great and they'll kill you instantly if you make noise, like just, just abort it. Like there's not, what's the point? It's going to kill everyone in your family. Mm -hmm. But monsters that have a weakness, are like an exploitable weakness is 
great because there's at least there's a chance of survival. And they're absolutely terrifying because the, the movie is shot where it's just you can hear if you're in a movie theater where I watched the original one. You could hear people eat their popcorn because nobody was making any noise whatsoever. So it makes that environment super tense, super scary. The movie itself is not scary at all. It's more suspense than horror, in my opinion. But it just makes every scene just so, so scary. Just the thought that if they make a noise, they're going to die because they make a noise and I don't know if the creatures are a mile away, but they're there within a couple seconds. But I think it's one of the better horror movies of the last decade. Like actually a good movie. Yeah. And I think Bird Box or something did a similar thing, but that was with seeing it. I don't know. (laughs) I have not watched that movie. I heard not great things on it. Oh my God. The gays live for Bird Box. That's a Sandra Bullock one, right? Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that was like a huge Halloween costume the following year. Sandra Bullock in a blindfold. Oh, yeah. Was that a knockoff? Because I feel like that was like a year or two after Quiet Place came out. It was like a similar premise. Yeah, it was. It was, and it's goofy as shit. What's that? Quiet Place? Yeah, that's what the alien creature thing looks like. So they're on all fours and has a weird like open face type mouth. Mm-mm. they're super fast moving like i said they could be like a mile away it seems like and then they hear a noise and then they just they're there in an instant so you can't make any loud noise at all so a lot of whispering not much talking at all in the movie i don't know how much actual dialogue there is there's not a ton yeah but not really a horror movie but if you want suspense and i love suspense it's a nice suspenseful thriller well do you see them kill people you do that's horror is it i feel like it's suspense it's more suspense than horror it's a monster it's a monster killing people that's horror that's literally what a horror movie is suspense suspense no that's horror Eh. i think it's a suspense movie i don't really think it's a horror it's not it's not really scary to me maybe to other people it's just like it's a suspense of being in a room and it's oh my god the baby is gonna make a noise or something hurt me and i I need to freak out in pain or there's the monster i need to scream type thing but there's not i'm never terrified of it i'm like worried for the character but i don't think somebody touched my shoulder i would go ah but i I think it's more suspense, but it technically is classified as a horror movie. Okay, what's your next one? Um, I'm going to go recent, somewhat recent as well. Another horror movie that became a phenomenon. It's The Babadook. Heard of it? Never seen it. (laughs) Okay, the movie is trash. I hate the movie. Um (laughs) It's <laughs> it is. It's not scary at all. It's 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 like the way you were saying it's psychological more than anything. But I think it's so ridiculous. But the the actress got a lot of praise for her performance in it, the main actress. It's an Australian movie. But uh it's this 
single mother who has a young son and he gets a pop-up book and there's like a humanoid like monster-like figure with a top hat in the book and like talon fingers and the whole point of the book is he he like terrorizes people after they are made aware of him and then it what happens in the book happens in real life where he starts to terrorize this mother and child um and this i don't even remember if it's like a puppet that shows up but it's so ridiculous and it like when it shows up it goes baba duke 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 like that's like and i was like how why how why do people think this is scary it's so fucking ridiculous but again the reason the Duke is on my list is because a couple years later, I don't know why or for what reason, but people started posting these memes with the Duke with like a rainbow flag hat. And like, it became a huge thing that like the Duke is a gay icon. He's, <laughs> and he became like a symbol for pride month for some reason. And I have no idea why I don't know how that happened or what, why that caught fire. But it's like, no, he's literally just a scary movie monster. Like, what? What? And there's nothing gay about the Babadook. Like, the movie is campy and shit, I guess, which is why gay people, like, you know, it's it's a Australian actress just giving, giving everything in this ridiculous movie. Like, it's a Tony Collette style performance. Another Australian actress where everything around her is so ridiculous, but she is in a legit, she is legit terrified in the movie. Like she's taking everything serious. So seriously, (laughs) but yeah, I just think it's fucking hilarious. People turned the Babadook into, cause it certainly was not the intention of the creator, the movie for that to happen. So yes, specifically the gay Babadook. Okay. LGBTQ yeah. Pride Baba Duke. I've heard of the name, had no idea what the hell it was before you explained it to me. Well, Google it. It's really funny. I just don't like horror movies. I just really don't. Like <coughs> ghost horror movies, I guess. I sometimes watch, but I like the Halloween vibes, just not horror movies. I like horror movies that are like goofy and ridiculous and over the top, but not like not torture shit. Not no, not that kind of shit. Mm -mm. I like when the murders aren't realistic looking when they're like goofy, like Freddy movies and Chucky movies. Like when a lawnmower goes over someone's face and then their, their head, their skin face like completely comes up in a perfect like condition. <laughs> and then check out like, like where somebody so song through their leg. Yeah. I just don't like No, not either. like not not like le- like realistic stuff. Cause there's oh my god, have you heard of probably not. There's this movie called August Underground. And it's shot so realistic looking that it it legit looks like a snuff film. And it's a it's just about the main character is the killer and it's this guy. It's just this like, it's just a guy, just a normal guy who like abducts people and tortures them in his basement. But it's from his point of view. 
and it, the scenes look so realistic and the acting is so real it's fucking it just makes you feel so gross i hate movies like not that. for me yeah no, not i don't i don't want to see someone be tortured and in pain that's not no i just want ghosts like, i like ghost movies but yeah that's it for my babadook okay so for my next one i didn't even think of this as a monster or a horror movie type thing but since lists had it and it's one of my favorite movies of all time i'm including it you can call me out on it and say it's not they're not monsters but the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, the original one, specifically well, the T-Rex I think that's, and the Velociraptors. Yeah. No, that's a movie monster for sure. Because totally. as a kid, they were terrifying because it's one of the movies that my family watched all the time. The T-Rex was just like the big bad villain, but like the Velociraptors opening up the doors. So they, the kids were like in that kitchen area, like twisting that handle. Just like freak the living shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. But just absolutely I love and it, it got me into dinosaurs and I still love Jurassic Park, even though it's kinda of, it's like a shell of itself. The I think the second movie, Lost World, is okay. It's fine. The third one's not good. Jurassic World, I thought was campy, cheesy, fun. I can't even remember what's it. I don't even know what the second one's called of uh, Jurassic crap. World. But what's the second one though? Jurassic World. I forget. The second Jurassic World movie was awful. It's one of the worst movies I've seen in theaters. It was just it was yeah. so lame. They tried to do this weird hybrid thing. It just it wasn't good. It just didn't go over right. But the I think the first Jurassic Park is one of the best movies ever made. I think it's one of Steven Spielberg's best movies because it's a big mm-hmm. popcorn movie that actually is good. And they, like they're dinosaurs, so they don't talk, but they're just so imposing, so terrifying. The T-Rex making that water ripple is iconic. The little dinosaurs that spray I forget his character in the movie, but Newman from Seinfeld in the face are little cool dinosaurs. <laughs> What's your opinion on Jurassic Park? Specifically the first one, not you don't have to say the series as a whole, but the first. Yeah, I don't get it. It's not you for me. You don't get it? But for you. Yeah. No, eh. Oh, it's a classic. I I love Laura Dern in that little outfit she wears though. <laughs> The little tank top and the shorts, the cargo shorts. I mean, I love Laura Dern and everything. So, I mean, it's a, it's an evolution from Jaws type movie from Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, Where and Jaws is a monster the, too. Yeah, it's that imposing animal creature that is going to kill all the humans. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and it didn't. That movie didn't scare me either, really, as a child. No, Neither did Jaws. That Jaws was ridiculous. I didn't watch Man, Jaws. Didn't I didn't me. watch until I was a lot older. But Jurassic Park was a go-to yeah, movie. I never cared. Movies. I never cared about dinosaurs. So no, you didn't go through that phase. Yeah. 
No, I love how that one movie spurred such a huge cultural moment for dinosaurs Mm -hmm. to the point where like Disney World was trying to make make dinosaur movies (laughs) and dinosaurs a thing with that Animal Kingdom ride and then that horrible dinosaur movie they made. I haven't watched that movie movie, which ever bombed. The movie came out like in 99 or 2000 and we owned it on a VHS. 2000. Once or twice. It's an okay ride. I enjoy it. A lot of people hate that ride. The dinosaur ride at Disney World. I hate it. I like it. I fucking hate it. Because it's just like you're being on like a a four wheeler. I'd rather have Indiana Jones though. It's, It's the same ride track as Indiana Jones. The California Disneyland ride. I'd rather have that. The story is dumb. I hate when that dinosaur screams at you. I hate it. I hate it. I hate that ride. It's the one ride I will never go on again. Ever again. And one of the times I went on there, we were on there with two teen girls who were like, they were like screaming, but like extra to be funny. And it was right behind our ears. And it was fucking horrible because that ride is already loud and annoying as shit. And then you have fucking screaming high-pitched screaming girls behind you it's awful and it jerks you around it hurts i hate it it, yeah Mm. you have to be into that type of ride because if you're not wanting that like off-road experience you're gonna hate it if you think it's just like a nice roller coaster that's smooth it's super harsh corners are harsh it bounces all around but rides that i love going back to jurassic park i love river adventure like the, the animatronics yeah. are all like you can have a great experience and everything's Awful. working, but sometimes they're not working and it's just cheesy and bad. It's, I forget that. Is it Stegosaurus? Is that the one with the long neck? Yeah. It's the long neck one, but that one's neck. I think that's half the time won't be working and it's neck will be just nope. crooked. Nope. But to me, it's the end of the ride is the best part is the fall into the T-Rex's mouth. I love that. It's the only point of the ride. It's the only point. That's the The only point of all the water rides. Necessary. But yes. Um, My next one is also, it's kind of iffy if she's a monster or not. It's the Wicked Witch of the West from probably the most important movie in American cinema, The Wizard of Oz. Um, Are witches monsters? I don't know. I don't really... I don't know. I think so. Because they're like supernatural, you know? I mean, you counted like a Dracula vampire, so it's the same difference. To me, at least. Yeah, vampires are witches. They're They're all under the broad monster spectrum. I remember... She she never scared me. Like the character never scared me. If on but being honest, I rooted for her. Like I hated Dorothy and I hated the Tin Man. I hated all them. They're annoying. I hated them. I wanted the Wicked Witch to win. And to be honest, if you watch that movie back, Glinda is worse than fucking what's her name? What's the name of the fucking Wicked Witch of the West? I don't know her actual name. I forget but the good witch or whatever is more annoying and pretentious and like mean than the actual wicked witch uh and it i know we're talking about monsters not villains but 
my favorite aspect of a villain is just someone who's like misunderstood and like an outcast, like a social outcast, which is why I think minority groups and, you know, gay people also gravitate towards villains because they can relate to that feeling of being a social outcast. But, uh, I just love I love the whole vibe of the Wicked Witch of the West. I love the character actress that's doing it. I love actresses that aren't afraid to look ugly. You know, she's with that no that prosthetic nose and the green skin and the hat and the like. The vocal performance is amazing when she like cackles. I just love everything about that character. That was like a long winded explanation, but. It's one of my favorite characters from a movie when when I was growing up. I just loved her. And I love when she dies, when she melts. I mean, that's one of the great. The I'm melting. It's just so good. It's so good. The actress, I have to say her name is Margaret Hamilton. The actress that plays her in the movie. Oh, she's so good in it. Oh, my God. She just goes for it. It's amazing. But yeah, that's all I have to say about it. My last one is a video game monster. It is like the monsters from A Quiet Place that it's their sense of hearing, but they're not aliens. They're human. There would be zombie-ish creatures. They're the clickers from The Last of Us. So it is a game that came out in, I think, 2013 on the PlayStation 3. Um they are so they're like zombie like creatures but it comes from like mushroom spores it's based on like a real mushroom that can infect insects and it turns them into zombie type corpses the creatures look like this some of them look like zombies but other ones when they get later stages they they look like a mushroom face thing i don't know if you can see it weird yeah i see it so they for them they don't communicate with talking. So they click why well, they're called clickers. So they're like clicking between themselves to communicate. So you'll be in a room and then they'll, you won't see them potentially. And, but then they'll make that clicking noise between themselves to communicate and try to find you. It's not mm. a super no. terrifying game, Fine. but it is, they're just terrifying creatures. They're not just like the dumb zombie. The, uh, they'll sprint and run at you. There's different varieties of them. They're making it into a TV show with Pedro Pascal on HBO next year, I think. <laughs> it's a retelling of the first game. They've made two games and then like a side little DLC game. The probably the most critically acclaimed games that have come out in the last 15, 20 years. The first one's considered a masterpiece in the video game community. It's usually on people's top five, 10 list of games of all time. So being a pretty new, right when it came out, it was already on a lot of people's best game ever list. But yeah, I wanted to include some type of zombie creature because I feel like zombie is it blew up in the last decade or so just everywhere but this variation is not just the typical human head to the side cheesy 
one where their bodies just falling apart because they're scary looking with this, the mutated head that looks like a mushroom. And there's ones that release gas and you have to wear a mask. Otherwise you're infected and you'll turn into a clicker. Yeah. I want to include a game. I want to include some type of variation of a zombie. I'd recommend the game to you, Dallas, if you knew how to play video games really, but I don't think you'll, you'd have to like learn how to I don't have any mechanics. No, thank you. You could watch like the first 15 minutes of the game just because it's emotional. It's non gameplay. It's just the main character loses. It's like the start of the, it's the start of the outbreak. And you're trying to get out of your house and you're a single father. And then your daughter gets infected and dies. It's like the start of the game. And then it fast forwards, I don't know, 15, 20 ish years. And then that's when you start up. Yeah. That's my number one. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. Hey, Dallas, interesting. What are you going to go with? My number one is <laughs> uh, it's a parody of Frankenstein. We all know the famous monster from the book, Mary Shelley's book, Frankenstein. The doctor that creates this creature is named, his last name is Frankenstein. So it's Frankenstein's monster. But people just I think it's the think biggest confusion of all time because everyone just calls him Frankenstein and it's not number one, Frankenstein's monster. Number one, probably because it, it just became canon. It became culture. Like people were just like, yeah, that's Frankenstein. It's not, it's his monster. But anyway, when people see Frankenstein, you just, you, you picture that green guy with the, Nails coming out of the flat top head. And the thing about Frankenstein's monster is he doesn't, he's not evil. He doesn't mean to hurt people. He's just so big and, you know, doesn't have intelligence. And he's so strong that he kills people accidentally. He means well. It's actually quite sad, the story of Frankenstein's monster. But anyway, this is. Herman Munster from the 60s American sitcom, <laughs> The Munsters, which was my favorite show as a kid growing up. I loved, <laughs> I loved The Munsters. In the, you know, The Addams Family was a big phenomenon around the same time. And then The Munsters kind of piggybacked off that craze of like the weird monster family. But fuck Addams Family. I hate Addams Family. I love Adam's family. Much prefer. No, I much prefer. But I like the movies. Monsters. Yeah, people love the the 90s movies. Most people don't remember the TV show was only on for like a season or two. Same with the Monsters too, by the way. But Monsters is more famous because of its theme song. I think its theme song is pretty... I mean, so is Adam's family's, but Monsters. Monsters has a pretty good theme song. The premise of this sitcom is... Uh, it's a family. The dad is a parody of Frankenstein. He pretty much just looks like Frankenstein. Well, Frankenstein's a monster, I should say. It's just a parody of that character. But and his wife is like a a female like vampire type woman. Uh, and her dad is like a Dracula type. So Herman's father in law who lives with them. 
Uh, and then they have a little, they have a son who's a wolf boy, which doesn't make any sense. How a, a vampire woman and a Frankenstein monster create a wolf boy. I don't know, but they were just trying to get every type of stock monster monster into it. Uh, and then they have a, they have a niece that lives with them. Who's just a normal blonde woman. <laughs> but anyway, <coughs> they live in this creepy, scary house, but they don't realize that they're scary to people. Like they're, they're well-meaning and just a normal family to them. Um, and the comedy comes from everyone around them freaking out, you know, being scared of them. And they have no idea why people would be scared of them or think they're weird. It's really funny. It's a very funny sitcom. It's from like the early 60s, early mid 60s, but, and their last name is Munster, you know, just changing one word in Monster to O to EU. Uh, but the character of Herman Munster is really funny. He's just, he's like that typical sitcom dad where he's, he's very clumsy and he thinks he knows everything and he thinks he gives good advice, but really he's just a dumb idiot, klutz, dummy guy that character actor that plays him is so good. And also keep in mind, this is their sixties. Can you imagine the makeup that guy had to wear? He's wearing a full like prosthetic head. I cannot imagine how uncomfortable it was to get put in that and to be in that all day shooting and to still pull off a performance like that, where you have to be like this funny, fun loving guy is so interesting to me. And the makeup he probably had to wear. Oh my gosh. Uh, But yeah, he has a lot of catchphrases and like, like anytime he gets upset over something, the joke is he's like the scary monster. He looks like a scary monster, but he's just a big like baby. Like he turns into a big baby who like throws hissy fits when he doesn't get his way. And he like, he'll stomp his feet, but because he's a big monster, like the whole house will shake and the ceiling will fall in. And, but I just, I love that show and I love that character. And I love, I just love parodies of scary classic movie monsters they did a horrible abc did a horrible like hour-long multi-cam or single cam style remake that didn't even the pilot aired and then it they took it off the air like when was that 2008 or something i think 2008 2009 maybe a little later i only know about it because ellen's wife portia was in it so they like talked about it on the ellen show and it was uh what's that guy's name rebecca romaine's husband jerry o'connell you know jerry o'connell i do yeah he was cast as herman it was horrible 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 casting have i talked to you about jerry o'connell in kangaroo jack have i talked to you about this before no so do you know kangaroo jack i'm assuming you have I've seen it. Anthony Anderson. Yeah. So that was shot as a a rated R heist film. No, it was not. hundred percent. The movie was filmed completely. There's a, they completely shot a rated R heist movie and (laughs) the reception, the reception wasn't great. I think it was rated R. I'm pretty sure it was rated R because I think there's some sexual innuendo type stuff that's still in the PG kangaroo Jack. But it's a rated R heist film that takes place in Australia. The kangaroo in that is one scene in the original edit. 
but that's what the audience liked was that one scene. So they salvaged that. They did some new edits. I don't know who all what other actors they brought in. So I don't know if Anthony Anderson was in it originally. But they brought in this kangaroo thing to have its little rap and they toned it down to a PG. So they cut pretty much a lot of the movie out, but it was a rated R heist film that took place in Australia. And they edited it down to a PG. I don't think it's PG-13 movie. No, it's PG. It's a kid's movie. Yeah, it was an adult heist film that they re-edited the whole film around this kangaroo. Ridiculous. (laughs) Was the kangaroo even involved? It was one scene. It was one scene of like that there was... Oh, and they turned it into the whole premise of the movie. (laughs) Because they screened it and it didn't go over well. And they're, but they gravitated towards the kangaroo in the movie. So they did this kangaroo. And I don't think kangaroo, the kangaroo is even in the kangaroo jack for that much. But I think there's like weird sex jokes in kangaroo jack that should not be in a PG movie. Yeah, but that's... it's because it's a holdover from the original movie. Interesting wow. little fact. It's very random. Also, I like Joe's apartment. I think that's Jerry O'Connell too. And then Stand By Me. So that's it, I think, right? Yeah, that's it. Those are our very terrifying, spooky monsters. <laughs> My <laughs> like is like monsters. Not... <laughs> no, but we, you know, we led it to interpretation. Left, left it up to interpretation. But yes, so we're going to take a quick break and be back with a segment on Halloween songs after this. Hey, listeners, here's something to grab more leads right away. Say no to the traditional boring lead generation forms. Survey Sparrow offers a fresh and innovative chat-like experience. This can tremendously boost the response rates. Attract more leads and add your prospective clients into your loyal user base. Get a feel of their survey experience by visiting surveysparrow.grsm.io slash 5rdpod. That's surveysparrow.grsm.io slash the number 5rdpod. So to close out this Halloween episode, uh, I wanted to do a segment on Halloween songs, like specifically Halloween novelty songs. Of course, the the most famous one being Monster Mash, which I just think the story of Monster Mash is really fucking funny. What's that? It's all it's blurry. I can't tell. It's an 8-bit Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees, Pop Funko. I just had it in the background. Jason Voorhees. Very cool. On theme. Yeah, I'll get back to what I was talking about, but we do have, we have to talk about, we have to talk about classic 80s slasher characters. Your Chuckies, your Jasons, your Freddies, your Michael Myers. Scarface to some extent. We didn't, none of us had any of that type on our list. We have to give an ode to that. I don't know if those are monsters monster. or not. Are they monsters? Those are monsters. Those are monsters. Those are monsters. 
Yeah, see, the, the line is weird with like monster to villain. I know. Because not all. <sighs> How would that go? <laughs> I don't know if it would work. Not all. Not all villains are monsters. And not all monsters are villains. So actually, it doesn't work. Never mind. <laughs> but that's the thing. The line is so blurred. Anyway, back to Monster Mash. Uh, it so was written in the early sixties. Just acknowledge. <laughs> just acknowledge them. I don't need to talk about them. I just want to acknowledge that they exist. We're gonna tip our cap to the nineteen eighties horror movie villains. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, they deserve. I mean, you're the one that showed me Jason. That's what made me think of it. <laughs> oh, that's another wonderful like misunderstanding with horror movies where um you never see jason in the first friday the 13th you never see him in that form and he's not the killer his mom is the killer his mom yeah mrs Voorhees. and then you see jason at the end but it's without the mask on it's he's like a swamp monster attacking the boat at the end so that's great and then they bring that back in scream the first scene of Scream, which is fucking amazing with Drew Barrymore. Which we talked about that. I remember that now. Yeah, I know that. Where the killer on the phone. Yeah, the killer on the phone is like, answer this question and you'll live. And that's the question is, who's the killer in the first Friday the 13th movie? And she goes, Jason, it's Jason. And he goes, no, <laughs> it's Jason's mother. And then they brutally murder Drew Barrymore and hang her from a tree. Now. <laughs> Um, Monster Mash. There was this comedian singer named Bobby Boris Pickett. He was in the army for like three years, came out of the army. He was 24 years old and he was known for having impressions of Boris Karlov and Bella Lugosi, two of the most famous horror actors of all time. Boris played Frankenstein's monster in the original movie, Bella played Dracula in the original Dracula movie. Uh, and Boris is known for having that weird voice because he narrated How the Grinch Stole Christmas and some other stuff. But anyway, so Bobby Boris Pickett with a friend writes this song that's like a parody of the dance, like doo-wop dance songs at the time, like The Twist and The Mashed Potato. But he does it in the theme of classic movie monsters. It's called the Monster Mash. It's famous; people know it. I just, I love that. That's what this man's like. Like his tombstone says, "The writer of Monster Mash." I think that's so fucking funny. I was gonna read the lyrics, but that would be ridiculous. <laughs> We're gonna go line by line and do an analysis on Monster Mash. <laughs> The funniest part about it is there was a sequel to it. Do you know about that? I do not know that. The sequel is called The Monster Swim, and it's about the monsters at a pool party. I'm assuming that didn't Bobby Boards over very well. No, no, it didn't go over well. Um, and this was this was a number one hit. This was like huge, which is I love when novelty songs become number one pop chart hits. I think that's so funny. Because he, he did this as like a goofy thing and it 
it's become like a cultural icon. Yeah. And of course, the comedy comes from him doing that ridiculous Boris Karloff impression in the first parts. And then yeah. in come like the backup background singers, the mash, the monster mash. It's really, really funny. It's a bop. It's a banger. But that, all that's to lead me to our quiz. Which I know you want quizzes where we're both playing, which technically we can because I don't know the answer till I hit it. Okay. Right? Yeah, we can both play actually. Woo! Okay, I'll just read it to you. Okay, yeah, just read it. The first question is Monster Mash themed. Finish the lyrics from The Monster Mash. I was working in the blank late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. Is it basement, attic, or lab? It's lab. Lab. <laughs> we won't know until we submit at the end, but okay. we're both going lab. So you might want to write your answers down and if they're different than mine. <clears throat> Question number two. What song do these lyrics come from? If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. for the afterlife next month. I just saw that. I just saw. I'm so annoyed that they didn't release that in time for Halloween. Like, why November? That's so stupid. You can have it for Halloween. Yeah, I don't think people care about releasing Halloween movies anymore. But but people if it's coming out in November, Halloween though, just horror movies all the time. But if the Halloween, but I'm saying that's the best time. If you're going to release like November 12th, why wouldn't you just do it October 29th? Who cares? Like nobody's going to the theater anyways, really. <laughs> Just release it in the theaters so people have a reason to go out and do something for Halloween. I'll get off my soapbox now. The Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is a great monster. Yeah, he was on my short list. Okay. Number three, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince were sued for making the song Nightmare on My Street. True or false? False. I, I don't. Yeah. I'll, I'm go, go false I'll go true story. just to okay. be a contrarian. Write down false. I did. Number three, false. I'm writing down all my answers. Question number four. In the movie Hocus Pocus, what song do the Sanderson sisters sing at the Halloween party? I don't Ghostbusters, know. I put, a, I put a spell on you. Oh, okay, there we go. Monster Mash, the purple people eater. I'm saying the one that makes sense. So I put a spell on you. <laughs> Since they're witches. I know yeah. for a fact it's that one. I am 100% positive. I'll be wrong, but I've watched this movie with Haley. It wasn't a movie that I watched growing up, but Haley loves it. Oh, God. We can't escape this fucking person. Who sings these lyrics? Because this is thriller, thriller night, and no one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. Ooh. MJ. It's a bad lyric, too. It's a bad lyric. Warren Zevon sang about werewolves of a certain city. What city was it? San Francisco, London, Paris, Rome. It's either London or Paris. I don't, I don't know which one. I know it is. I think it's London. I'm going to go London. I'll go Paris. I'll change it up on you. I can always going to skip right ahead. Hey, we're going to skip right over Michael Jackson and Thriller. Probably, I know we have to, Michael Jackson, awful human being. 
but thriller we already talked about michael jackson more than enough on this podcast. but thriller might be <laughs> the best music video of all time mm. just throwing it out there mm-hmm. okay that's it okay finish these lyrics from this is halloween from you know nightmare before christmas which is a christmas movie not a halloween movie but whatever this is Halloween, this is Halloween, blank scream in the dead of night. Skeletons, pumpkins, witches, or ghosts? I don't know. I'm gonna I go think skeletons. it's pumpkins. I have no idea. You're going to go pumpkins, I'm going to go skeletons. I You're going to be, skeletons. I have no idea. I've n- never seen this movie all the way through, so. Yeah, it's, I don't enjoy it. It's not for me. Finish these lyrics. From the theme song to the Adams Family. Their house is a blank where people come to see them. They really are a scream. Their house is a blank. How, what, how does the tune of that go? Oh, I know the answer. I know the answer. Is this multiple choice or not multiple choice? No, it's not. Uh, I don't know. It's, then. I no their idea. house is a something where people come to see them. It rhymes with see them. Their house is a... mm-hmm. yes. Oh, I didn't know it, so. Well, you get it. I'm going to no, beat I you anyway, so you get it. No, I'm, I'm marking nothing. Give yourself the point. I'm marking oh, nothing. my God. I wouldn't have got that if you didn't. <sighs> Give me all So what? Words. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't literally say it. Who wrote and performed The Purple People Eater? Sheb Woolley. <laughs> I love that name. I'm going with him, even though I don't think that's who it is. Judy Garland, Barry Cryer. I'll go with Barry. Santana's Black Magic Woman reached number four on the U.S. and Canadian charts. True or false? I'm no going true. false. Those are all the questions. Okay. Submitting my answers. Question number one, the answer was lab. Okay, we both got that one. Question number two, Ghostbusters. Yep. Question number three, was true. Oh, so you got it right. I was wrong. You're going to destroy me. I know I am. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) My evil laughs. Well, I tried not to cough during it. That's why it came out gross. Number four, I put a spell on you, obviously. Number five, Michael Jackson. This is where I pull away. Number six, London. The werewolves of London. Yeah. (laughs) Number seven, pumpkins. Yeah. Pumpkin scream in the dead of night. That's not number fair, eight though. museum. I feel like Greg sang that song to you eight thousand times. I I didn't ask for it. Trust me. <laughs> That's the only reason I know that is because I've heard that song three billion times with Greg. Because I've only seen that movie maybe twice. Maybe. Uh, number nine, Chev Woolley. <laughs> 
who I picked because his name is ridiculous, not because I actually knew the answer. Yeah, I was just being. Uh, but here you go, number ten. I know, number ten is true. So you got one back. Because it's not fun to have the same answers, uh, just like when we did like the where it was like. I know hey, it's not. Okay, we're gonna. I know, that's not. That's not at all. Also, I love. Um, I got nine. Nine, and I got a lot less. What six? Six. You got six. I love that there's like no Halloween songs at all that we have to do like Black Magic Woman, like that are not really Halloween. Yeah, anything with a little theme. Anything, yeah, with some sort of spooky theme is considered a Halloween. Because like even Thriller, I don't really think of as a Halloween song, but it is just because. Well, because there's like werewolf in it and it's like monster themed. Yeah. But it's anything. Anything that has a monster or is spooky. Is just I put a spell on you. It's like a witch. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's slim pickings for Halloween. It really is. It's not Christmas. I'll say that when it comes to songs. When Ghostbusters is probably the second biggest song and it's it's a movie theme song. It's not specific. Yeah, it's not a Halloween, Halloween movie. No, it's just ghosts. No. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, Halloween has other stuff on Christmas. Christmas gets the songs, the classic standard songs. I know we've talked about holidays before, but they're like, there's no way somebody really thinks Halloween is that much better unless you partake in like the dressing up or you love horror. Yeah. Gay people do. Gay people love the dressing up aspect and, and horror freaks love it. You know, yeah. it's horror freaks. People <laughs> dress up. I guess more when you're more of an adult and you want to just go out to the club and dress up. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I just love Christmas. The music the only thing for us is just the weather so bad. And that's the, the negative is I don't like having three feet of snow outside. <laughs> I mean, that's Christmas, though. I want a light dust. But yeah, Florida Christmas light is way better. Oh, oh I love a Florida cool. palm tree. Lights on the palm tree Christmas. Jimmy Buffett playing. Melika Mikimaka. A Hawaiian Christmas would be great. Is Florida getting rid of their palm trees? I thought I saw a headline that Florida's going to get rid of their palm trees or at least stop planting them. Why? Something for the environment. They're bad for the environment. I love it though, because they're not like, they're not from Florida originally. So it's just like in the little. Oh no, that's most. Yeah. Here's the welcome to Florida sign. And there is a thousand palm trees next to it. And then you keep going and there's no palm trees at all. No, it's all like, regular trees yeah cnn one day ago florida's ditching palm trees to fight the climate crisis i don't feel like reading that article but going so slow but palm trees might be a thing of the past in florida i mean there's palm trees that are old as shit they'll stay right oh they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna cut them down they might just stop planting them no new every yeah location possible tourist thing Yeah. yeah I love that you rocked your costume the whole time. I couldn't with my hat. It was just so hot. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> this is not bad, actually. I'm glad, This is a good test for this because I'm going to be wearing this this weekend. 
though I'm gonna have to figure out how to keep it on better because it falls off easily. So Dallas, before we go, are you gonna be having some furry type sex in that costume this weekend? Yeah, I feel sexy. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, rawr. Rawr. Can't tell if you're being serious or not with the rars. <laughs> no, I jokingly do that in bed though. If I'm with a bear guy, <clears throat> I go grr. So no costume sex this weekend. No, I don't get the furry thing. Not for you should me. Try it out, and then report back on next yeah. week's episode. <laughs> that was our Halloween special. It's going to be called Monster Mash. <laughs> Let's see if we get <laughs> sued by the Bobby Boris Pickett family. We probably will. We probably <laughs> should not name it that. <laughs> well, what about the Monster Mash? Because it's just it's called Monster Mash. It's not called the Monster Mash. It's called the Monster Mash. <laughs> I guess it's probably copyrighted or oh. something. <laughs> oh, whatever. That was a fun episode, Ryan. I enjoyed it. And we will see you next week when, spoiler alert to Ryan, because he doesn't know what we're doing next week, but I do, when we go back to our running theme of award shows. Because I'm pulling an audible and doing an award show that I want to do. It's the Country Music Association Awards. We will be predicting the winners for the 20. 21 CMA Awards next week. The Applebee song will win them all. <laughs> it's not, it, that'll be next year. It wasn't eligible. It came out right Ooh. after the eligibility period. But yeah, that stupid fucking song will probably I be. I just love it that next year. Applebee's is just, they like, they like, have that successful song and now everything's country for Applebee's now. Yep. Well, that wasn't even the point of it, I don't think. I think that was just a lyric and then they. We're like, hey, you should be in a com. Can we use this in a commercial? And then, yeah. Then he made his own. They had him make an own version just about Applebee's. <laughs> we like eating Applebee's and we like the chicken and we like the dollar margaritas. <laughs> what? It's the stupidest thing ever. But yes, join us next week for that. I'm excited. Goodbye. That'll do it for this episode of Five with Ryan. And Dallas. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at 5RDPod. That's the number 5 R D P O D. Join us next Monday, and thank you for listening.